what are we doing? Four or three? Uh, I'm, I'm three. Okay. One, two, three, then clap. Four? clap. One, two, three. Yeah, clap on the four. Got it. <laughs> Count to three, and then, yeah. One, two, three. Uh, oh, that was horrible. You didn't say I feel like we overthought it. Okay. We overthought it. All right. You, you, you kind of said. I'm not doing okay. anything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. One, two, three, clap. The problem is you said clap. This better stay in. Bro, what's that tattoo on your arm, man? The, the numbers. Oh, there uh, we go. Since 1985. That would be my. Nice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Awesome. I've got three tattoos. Okay. I have uh, uh, treble clef, bass clef, and uh, since 1985. My, yes. my rule for tattoos oh, so is, you... is if I get an idea, I do absolutely nothing to write it down or remember it. And uh, if, if I still you know, have it kind of surface level on my mind a year later, I'll, I'll get a tattoo of it. And uh, that's only oh, happened wow. with three okay. things <laughs> so far in life. Okay. Yeah. So I take it you play... Music. Yes, yeah, yeah. I grew up a, a musician. I learned violin from age seven until well, basically through college, and then uh, picked up guitar in middle school and joined a few bands, play bass as well, and uh, handbells in the in the church handbell group. <laughs> in yes. <high> school. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's uh, that's important. I feel like we don't have as many handbell artists out there just doing things yeah it was basically uh, me and a bunch of older women and uh that <laughs> oh, then the one like strong guy was like the really bass low end oh, yeah, i was too weak to, to do anything that required <laughs> to to <laughs> that's yeah. really funny i don't know anything about that world yeah, um, I just know that exists in churches, and that's about it. churches and nursing homes is the only place I've it's, heard. It's handbells. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. More people should do it. You're only responsible for maybe you know four to eight notes, and so you're just reading along with the music, and all you have to do is pay attention to when your notes are coming up and staying in rhythm with everybody else. Mm. So it's it's fascinating. It feels like you're just a few keys on a piano, and most of the time, you know, other keys are playing, and and, and occasionally you fill in the gaps. It's it's <laughs> it's fun, but we should. That sounds like my kind of uh, my yeah. kind of musical capabilities. <laughs> yeah, the listen. Listeners can't yeah. see Sam, but whenever he acts like he's playing the handbow, his head <laughs> there's, a a there's, there's a real yeah. technique <laughs> to sustain and the way you have to cut it off because you don't want it to just yeah. ring forever. You have to put it down into the mat in a, in a way that, like, uh, yeah, cuts off at the proper time. It's it's a tricky business. <laughs> Handbells, uh, Sam. What do you think about? Uh, well, let's let's real quick just jump in here. Um, Sam, why don't you just introduce yourself for those who are listening, so they can get an idea of who you are. Just tell them who you, what your name, and yep. like, yeah, what you're known for or what you what you do. <laughs> Not sure what I'm known for. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a wedding photographer. <laughs> what do you think you're known uh, for? I'm, I live in Baltimore, but um, I'm based in the uh, D.C., Baltimore area. I started my business almost 10 years ago in Washington, D.C., um, shooting wedding photography, my wedding photography business. But um, So that was about 10 years ago. I started professionally as a photographer um, <laughs> via a Craigslist ad for this place called the National Press Club. I was hired as their staff photographer to shoot um, basically a bunch of press conference-style events in downtown D.C. So I did that for about six years. <clears throat> after uh, college, and uh, are you still doing any of the occasionally? Press occasionally, yeah. I still have a lot of um, events and just client connections that came about through that. And uh, the, the press club does funnel all their photography through me, uh, but I generally hire that out to other photographers now because awesome. I'm about an hour away, and it's kind of a pain unless it's a really high-profile event or something that um, yeah. You know, You've shot some pretty high-profile people. Like you've mm -hmm. shot like like George Clooney. I remember a, mm -hmm. very distinctly like a George Clooney portrait you did mm -hmm. um, through the press club. Like that's and that you you got that job via a Craigslist ad. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I was you know I, I studied computer science in college, and so I was uh, always drawn to. I don't for whatever reason there were just a lot of fantastic job listings on Craigslist for like IT and programming related jobs, and so uh, that was my main resource. I don't know what it's like now. It's probably nothing like that anymore. But at the time, like that was my sole source of job applications, and I just started. I don't remember exactly how I came across the listing, but saw this place called the National Press Club was looking for a photographer and was like, well, I, I've got a portfolio of zero people, by the way, but uh, <laughs> you know, macros of flowers and landscape shots from my, my you know, cliche college backpacking trip to Europe. And uh, it was fine, but you know, no emphasis on people. And anyway, they, they wanted to interview me and I went in and interviewed. They offered me the job. It paid nothing, which is probably a big reason why they felt like they could <laughs> offer me that. Uh, I had no experience and, uh, you know, right out of college, they, I think it paid me 30000 a year or something, which isn't nothing, but in D.C., it's sort of nothing. Uh, yeah. I lived in the sketch part of town that was, you know, forever away. And anyway, uh, so I did that for six years and three years into working there, 
um, I got my first wedding client who was a coworker of mine. And uh, I just, you know, she had been exposed to my work for a number of years and, and really trusted and liked me uh, just because she saw my work every day and saw me every day. And um, that was it. That was my first wedding. And ever since that, that first wedding, that's weddings are the only genre that I've tried to actively sustain shooting. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the press club wow. stuff, I, I stayed another three years while doing kind of both wedding photography and that at the same time. And after that, yeah, I do random stuff as it pops up now, but weddings are all that I care about. Cool. <laughs> so, well, yeah. And are you still pretty active in shooting weddings? I know a lot of people after they hit year 10, they, they start to look at other, other things or they, maybe other yeah. things come on the horizon. It seems to be like a five year hit, um, a, a, well, maybe like a three, five and seven year. It's like every two and some change years, people yeah. tend to fall away or something. Uh, no, I feel, I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I take on as many weddings as I possibly can. I never say no to a client as long as, um, you know, they're the, Budget works out for, for pricing and everything, and um, and that's it. I take on as many weddings as my schedule has dates for. So, dang, how many did you do in t- this year? Uh, let's see. So twenty. I think I'm rounding this year out with thirty five. Yeah, dang. which is actually lower. <laughs> uh, I, I generally have shot closer to forty five. As many as like fifty two. I think was my max ever. That was too many. Wow. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've got a fantastically fast workflow and process uh, for myself, um, and. So, yeah, and I don't have kids, so that's another big thing. I think a lot of photographers end up, you know, pumping the brakes a little bit once kids come around the corner, and uh, I haven't had that experience yet and no plans anytime soon. So, yeah, as many weddings as I can can take, honestly. That's awesome. And, uh, well, I think it's also ebbs and flows. You've been shooting for almost 10 years, and you've won won some awards uh, back in the day for... For some of these things. Yes. Um, and uh, tell us about some of the things that you have been recognized for. So, as far as I'm aware, I've only, I've only <laughs> because, you know, there are, this is a big, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this conversation goes, but uh, every, every different person I talk to about it, it, it goes in a different direction based on their own experience relative to the industry and what they care about personally and all of that. But, um, you know, there are many, many lists that, especially this time of year, uh, photographers themselves or, or websites, you know, news photography related websites will make just lists of people they think are really good, uh, just a hundred percent based on their own preference and who they want to be in it. Uh, to me, it, it seems to be mostly a marketing move in order to get sort of SEO, you know, clickbacks and like, Hey, I was on this list go check it out. And, and, you know, the, that site is, is reaping the rewards of, of all these people linking back. So I've been many on those kinds of lists, which I wouldn't really classify mm-hmm. as an award because they're just random people that decided to, to make a list, uh, at the end of the day, no matter how they mask it. Um, and then the only, I would say, more legitimate award uh, that I've um, been involved with that did require me to make a proactive uh, submission for was uh, the Rangefinder Rising Stars, which I think was 2014, maybe 2015, something. So it was at least four, maybe maybe longer years ago. Yeah. And, and I believe that's it. <laughs> uh, I think I did win a Fearless Award once when Fearless first started becoming a thing. But oh, yeah. I asked Wait, them to... Um, you won a Fearless Award only one time? I asked them to take my page off, and I just wanted nothing to do with it after a certain point. <laughs> Wait, um, really? Yes, yeah. I, I, I messaged why? them. Why? Like, you know, I, well, first of all, you know, and I, and I really don't lo- love the idea of calling out specific places because I don't necessarily know oh, enough sure. about behind the scenes of how things are run. But I know for a fact that, that Fearless does allow for, I think, more submissions. I don't know that the exact number, but more submissions if you're willing to pay. And once money especially starts to creep into any mm-hmm. type of award system or, or of doing things, it immediately delegitimizes a, a large portion of maybe what it should represent for me. <laughs> and um, and uh, there's also, I mean, this is totally subjective, but for me, there was a tipping point that was crossed where they, they were rewarding like 300 winners every few months. And it was like, well, wait a second. That, there's a lot of photographers in the world, but this is way oversaturated. This feels a little bit... Um, inappropriate <laughs> uh, for a variety of reasons. And so yeah. I, and, and at the end of the day, I was like, well, I won one. Uh, the, the rangefinder thing I publicized briefly on my blog um, after having a lot of reservations uh, about publicly acknowledging that I had won because I just feel very weird about awards. Um, and, and neither of them that I could see uh, really did much for me uh, personally in my own sort of um, motivations about the work I was doing or, or professionally. I, you know, I was teaching workshops and sharing my insights and uh, sort of 
uh, feelings about photography techniques and, and you know workflows and processes before any of that either of those things were occurring and yeah. and I didn't see a, a meaningful uptick as a result of winning those things so why not just take them off and at the end of the day I, I tend to be very sensitive to what a lot of you know what the majority of photographers are doing in terms of their public sort of presentation of themselves on their website the words that they're using um one uh, often that I see is a storyteller. Uh, the way they're presenting awards that they've won or places that they've spoke at, like if it becomes super oversaturated, I tend to just be like, well, I just want to take the exact opposite approach to that and just get as far away from it as possible. Um, not in a way that I think it's wrong or they're doing anything bad, but just as a simple point of differentiation. When clients are perusing yeah. through sites, it's refreshing to see a site that has zero badges peppered everywhere, that has you know no brand alignment with uh, my, my branding and what I've made with my logo and colors and all that and uh, no sort of um, like proactive here are all my reviews go read them you know like I just I think there's some value to standing out in that way even if it's you know a little bit different if you do everything in your business from that mindset a little bit different from everybody else or a lot different uh, it adds up to a completely different experience for your clients and I think you just resonate and people um remember you a little bit more for, for the lack of what you can be sharing sometimes. <laughs> so. I, okay. So I have so many questions, <laughs> okay. so many, but I'm get a water. I, I want to sort of maybe one, I want to wonder about your, your buying habits in the sense that when you purchase something like that box of water that you're drinking, who drinks boxed water? What is that? <laughs> I think they sponsored a, uh, a field trip oh, okay. uh, conference once. And ever since I was like, oh, I'm interested in them. <laughs> Oh, okay. They're That's one of the a... few uh, subscription water companies that I could find, you know, a couple years ago, and I was always running out of water, and uh, and I was like, wow, this is easy. I can set it and forget it. I always have water when I need it every two weeks. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> Sam drinks water every it's two weeks. Really That's funny. the he's like a, a robot. <laughs> oh man, Con continue. Yes, continue. But are you? Do you feel like when you let's say? Mm, Ah, I get where you're going. I, I feel like I get yeah. where you're going. Do you, like Amazon do you, reviews. Do awards do I help do? you? Because mm -hmm. I'm with you in in the sense that like Amazon reviews are ridiculous. Or like if you're buying a new car and they're like JD Power and Associates have rated yeah. this car. I'm who like, really? Who paid for that, that right. award? <laughs> what is that award? What is that? Right. Does, that makes no sense whatsoever. And like for example, the Cybertruck is out right now. Yeah. Which uh, I did very minimal. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I'm a big Tesla oh, fan. Wow. I love Tesla. I, I'm really. such a fan of that car. I think it's amazing. Dope. Are you serious? Awesome. We have three unanimous. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy because it's so yeah, divisive. Most people, are, I mean, people are pretty big on hating it right now. But I'm like, it looks so awesome. Why would you not want to drive that? I think it's changing our, people don't our like change. idea of what yes. a vehicle can look like. People right? don't, that's why I love people it. People don't just like, like change. Listen. And it's funny to yeah. me. It's, it's from what I just anecdotally could see. It was so many like current truck owners that mm. were, were hating on it. Like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. This is like, he's clearly never owned or used a truck like there's so much wrong with this and I'm like actually if you if you look into not that I personally am going to use it as a truck because I have no use for a truck I just think it looks amazing sure. it's like a door SUV DeLorean I have to right. have yeah. it and it's like reasonably yeah, right. priced for what it is this yeah, crazy yeah, it's at 40k it's crazy I mean it's reasonable for an electric vehicle oh my goodness anyway um, yeah like they did a lot of work to make it a, a real utility truck it's not just for show uh, it, I mean, some of the design, it, I'm sure, is, but like, yeah, you're right. They're, we're rethinking what a car can be now, uh, which you need in this world. <laughs> it's been, especially yeah, the car. Yeah, no, industry. I think this is going to, that truck is going to mark like a difference in manufacturing as far as just ingenuity and like what people are like willing to do to just change, you know, like I imagine Ford is going to have to up their game and Chevy's going to have to up their game. Now, I get the idea that. You might not be able to do a put a proper rack on this truck to make this a proper utility vehicle that you can do all sorts of stuff yeah. with. But I'm sure Tesla will figure. That and you out. get other benefits and, like the the ramp, yeah. the door acts as a, a built-in ramp where you can roll stuff up, mm -hmm. and it's got a self-locking right. entire um, you know closing. Sh 
uh, mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the cover uh, of the bed yeah, is... You don't, yeah, I don't know yeah. how often that is in trucks. I never see trucks with it closed if it is a regular option. <laughs> trucks always have an open yeah. bed, and it's like, I'm never going to use you that. Can buy, you can buy an option yeah. to have like an automatic closing mechanism yeah. That's cool. on, on the top of a truck. But, but is it like I mean, that elegant? Is it like a roll-away thing, yeah. or is it like a, yeah. one of those giant lids? <laughs> which yeah, yeah. both. I yeah. Think, yeah, you yeah. can get the roll-away one, but I think it's an always an added like... Yeah, it's always an added uh, expense yeah. on it. Yeah, it's not... I don't even know if it's made by Ford or whoever. I think it's made by another yeah. company and, or third party and then they attach it on there. But So not to get too uh, far off topic, let's hook yeah, 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 so the... Uh, yeah, hooking it back into what you're talking... So the you mentioned the Tesla Cybertruck as uh, about reviews. Oh, I was thinking about JD Power and Associates and how... I, I do agree with you in that sense is that I don't necessarily... Like, I imagine that someone pays for that award like that is a very odd thing when they're just like look at these awards that we won i'm like nobody cares about that so i get that side of it but i think the mass of people who are buying i think there's a reason they put those those awards up there and do you think it is the norm for people to have won awards like in the america in uh Mm -hmm. in the photo world in you know for weddings do you yes. think that most people have badges and awards? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Like it's the norm? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I believe that that is entirely true. You can you can win, if not an actual award, what appears to be via the, the way the, the badge or the marketing is designed, like what actually appears to be award. Uh, some places will, I think, okay. legitimately just hand them out like candy. Others, it's not necessarily award, but to a client who's maybe naive about the wedding industry, as all wedding clients are because they're only getting married this first time, probably like they're they're kind of leaning into that 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 perspective and like it it may not actually be an award but like it's a badge that says you're the you know you've got 25 reviews from clients here's your badge like there's a sense of right. you're legitimate there right. when well, let me ask you from the other side are there awards that you do respect mm, in the wedding so, world or yeah uh there certainly could be I'm not saying that all awards are bad across everything sure, in the industry. Sure. Yeah, I just like um, I, I don't think I'm qualified enough to make that statement because I've actively tried to uh, remove that from my my mindset because I think for me and this is just my personal feeling uh, the you know creating a baseline of comparison of like an award that I respect whoever that might be um, creates in my brain like this ceiling this this cap uh, this limit to where I'm going to compare myself to and um i don't know i just think that 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 uh, we're going to get into all sorts of different aspects of perhaps creativity <laughs> here but yeah, it's it, it kinda, that's what we should it do it kind of yeah. tamps down my my sense of like what i should do to push myself creatively and and i did feel this a little bit with rangefinder this sense of this taste of like success like ooh, people are defining like people are saying i'm successful now people are saying i should do something with the success and i, and I felt like well hold on a second do i actually what is success for me like is it this uh, accolade from this place that you know i don't really know what it went into the process of deciding it other than i've mm-hmm. seen other photographers that i respect win it um like i don't f- once people start saying I'm successful, I start to feel like I don't have to try as hard maybe, or, or yeah. Sure. No, I understand that. There's this idea that you, as a magician, you can't believe that, uh, I've heard someone say, you can't believe that you're actually pulling the rabbit out of the hat. Like you have (laughs) to continue doing the work. Success, just even if you're famous, you can't believe that you're famous. You still have to do the work. Right. And I think, so I won the award a few years ago, and I fell into that side of it too. But mm. what's interesting, and to be interesting to hear your point, is I didn't win the award the year before, and I was up for it. And I think that actually pushed me to make work, because I was like, what? Y'all don't think I can do this? Watch out. I'm about to make some photos that I think will will uh, really yes. tell everyone Absolutely. else what I've been trying to do. And I pushed my work f- harder than I'd ever pushed it before. I'm you know, I was dreaming and I was making so, the things okay, I was dreaming okay. about. And so That's it, fantastic, yes. Yeah, I, yeah I, so on my side, it put, it did make me, like, want to make better images. I was like, all right, well, I, I, I accept this challenge and I will, mm-hmm. I will win the award next yeah. year, you know? And so... 
Well, real, real quick, just before we get too deep into this, what I want to, if anyone who is listening isn't aware, what I want to kind of circle up to to give context to the conversation is that um, there is, in the wedding industry, there's a pretty well-known award called the Rangefinder Top 30 Rising Stars. Um, it's put out by Rangefinder Magazine and it identifies 30 um, wedding photographers that are in their f- uh, fifth year or earlier of their business who are like, who are marked as being like exceptional, I guess, in, in the industry. Um, the magazine itself is one that puts it out. You can't. You have to be nominated for the award. Uh, you can't pay to win it, and they choose thirty people. Um, I think there's quite a few nominations as well too. And a few weeks ago, um, the winners for this year were announced. And I think this conversation kind of started because Sam and Maid uh, had chatted about it on Facebook, and then it ended up revolving into this massively uncontrolled forest fire of. Uh, <laughs> of comments and dumpster fires of people talking about um, awards and not appreciating Sam's perspective on awards, but also offering different perspectives on awards as well, too. And so we're basically this conversation centered around particularly that particular award, but also the award culture that goes into what awards really mean. So I I know we've been talking about a little bit before, but I want to frame it for anyone who's not familiar. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like I need to say as a recipient and one who really appreciates what the award did is that the people who won this year were, it, for me, it was an amazing crop of rising stars. And I love that that's the name, is that they're, they're rising, it's happening, but I was, I'm always sometimes stunned by how much work is out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, there's mm-hmm. so many people making, so, uh, make a diver- making a diversity of imagery from all across the globe mm-hmm. that I am also not always privy to. It's almost like, this is, is going to be an, an odd take, it's almost like my uh, how much TV there is in the world. <laughs> like there's way too much TV that I, I you mean can't, like Netflix. I can't. There's like too yeah, many. Yeah, well, not just Netflix. There's Netflix. There's Hulu. Oh, Disney there's Plus. Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, there's yeah. Amazon Prime. And so it's there's this is the golden age of TV, and it's so much input that I can't really sort through all of it. So yeah. I actually appreciate a respected like agency that says, hey. Look at these Here's a so well-curated collection of things. Yeah. So yeah. that's true. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah. A few things. You, you mentioned, A.D., uh, so the, the process of not winning and then striving mm-hmm. to win and show them, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them. Like, I love that yeah, yeah, feeling. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. My thing is, okay, so you win. What, what's next? I, I suppose in some senses no. there are uh, a infinite number of, of awards to perhaps strive for <laughs> but that's not that's not true not in the wedding industry there's a certain limit of right. certainly respectable awards that exist my thing okay so i've been paranoid about um losing my edge or going out of business since basically i, f- I started my business and i have which is ridiculous because you are on the edge of creative <laughs> photography and you have been i I've, been, I've seen so many photographers go by the wayside and or burn out or pivot into something else in the wedding industry that's not shooting weddings things. And sure. that's all, that's fine for them. But for me, I, I want to sustain myself as a wedding photographer. And mm-hmm. I feel like the more you accept that if I do bad work, I don't get as many wedding clients and you let that be the gauge for your, um, abilities, uh, the better off you are, right? So if I have a down year, I'm going to, I'm going to have that fire lit within me. I'm going to work harder to have more inquiries and bookings, uh, as a result of doing better work. If, if you're chasing legitimacy or not legitimacy, but like that, um, marketing, uh, ability via awards over and over and over again, I feel like it, it's not a good recipe for sustainability because eventually you run out of awards that you a respect or, or B even exist in your chosen genre of photography. Right. So that, that would be sort of my first question is like, okay, so you did win and, and what happened to that drive? Did it just morph into your, your client work more like now where do you sure. where do you look? It's a good question. Yeah. And I can answer that because I'm actively in that stage right now. I think for a while I was like, Yeah, I made it. I did it. And I did rest on sort of that it my the idea of winning the award. <laughs> and I saw a dip in in my work. Or not my work personally, but like my uh, my bookings. I was like, mm. Oh, something's wrong and then I think we've talked about this on the pod like in the past year, I was like, all right, being a photographer is so much more than the award or winning some sort of accolade. It is about the business side of it. And so that's been my push mm-hmm. this year. And so be, 
uh, being part of a cohort of, of award winners, I think, is just that. I had to realize that winning Rangefinder is, uh, is not necessarily something that'll propel my business from the idea of a client, but it was, a, it was sort of like a badge earned from my peers. I personally feel like Rangefinder is more of a photographer's award as opposed to like mm-hmm. a bride, a bride's love, you know, but I also think my work is more of a photography. Like it's like, I yeah. want my work to be yeah. awesome to photographers, which is not probably the best business thing, but whatever. Um, and so I think, I think it is what it is. I think there's a, there's a part of me that has to put it in its place and say, yeah, I won this award. That was dope. It helped me be super creative and make some photos that I'm super proud of. Mm. And then, up my game to a certain level that I'm like, oh, I need to create work on this level. But we, this is something that I've thought about quite a bit, is the role of the curator. So in order to get work as a wedding photographer, a lot of us have to go through blogs. We have to go through, like, people who aren't photographers have to like the work. Mm-hmm. You know, the bride has to like the work, mm-hmm. even though it's like technically savvy and it's super awesome. And like, I just did this flip thing and this other thing. And, you know, I sometimes I still have to make a really awesome portrait that's very simple, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is is the sign of a mature photographer. But the 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 blog is just an editor. Rangefinder, mm-hmm. they're also editors like they're not necessarily photographer so i have to play to that strength i have to play to that understanding of what you know and so Hmm. yeah yeah well i'll I'll jump in real quick one thing i think i hear you saying sam that i think is really interesting is i think it and correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like some of your like annoyances with the award culture that as it stands right now is that you is that all of us running a business are running it to chase a certain end and it sound, and it seems like there are a lot of people chasing various things that are um, that are simply uh, press or notoriety or f- kind of influence or to be an influencer or some element of that too. And I think you were trying to say, hey, it sounds like you're asking people like saying, hey, what are you chasing and is it worth chasing down? Because um, if, and I guess, yeah, and I think it's all of us when it comes down to like running a business, like what is the end goal of the business? It sounds like for you, your end goal is to make money, run a great business, like not like in a sense that you're being greedy, but like you want to like, have some security and know that you're yeah, being taken care of. Yeah, I want to sustain this as a full-time job. Yep. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you want to just be a normal person that as best as possible as a freelancer, like, run a business that is predictable. Um, and it sounds like you're critiquing in some ways not the uh, not the awards themselves as much. Maybe, maybe definitely a little bit for sure, but more of, like, the attitude that goes into the awards saying, like, that it seems as if people are pursuing this award yes. only for the the what it says about them versus their actual work and business itself. Well, and a lot of it is the tendency for not all, but uh, you know, and I can't speak to exactly what Rangefinder does anymore because I won it many years ago. But the tendency for the the award granters to push uh, the the representation of this award, like okay, here's here's all the you know marketing content you need to like put to your Instagram stories and put on your website and promote the fact that you won this award. I think I would have a much better opinion about them if you were as a photographer, uh, one to enter, win, and say absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> because there... But I th- there are some that Yeah, 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 there. totally. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And, and I think that's fantastic. But that's not the, the, um, the way... But, they, it, but you understand it's a business. Like, yes. Rangefinder mm-hmm. still has to sell magazines. Right. I mean, the, the, I, yeah. in the sense that, like, unfortunately, that's just the world that we're in, is, like, they, they are... I this is I I just love I love the the business side of it you know and I love that we have to like push business and like to be successful you need to have stuff you know but I also love that when rangefinder was coming around so many people were sending me their photos for critique and they were like hey what do you think about this and what do you think about this mm-hmm. and that that breeds like a better overall like level of artistry in the business and me who loves wedding photos for the art of them which people are going to be like, what? But that's what I love. I love Mm -hmm. the craftsmanship and Mm -hmm. what goes into them and saying, oh, this is right or this is wrong because, and that's obviously that's subjective, but the award culture breeds this sort of playground of uh, creativity. Well, here's where I push back just a little bit, and I I hate interrupting people, but I have such bad bad ADD, I won't remember my point. If if you (laughs) segue to the next thing. But here's here's what I would push back with is, is... 
given the nature of the internet and, and, and social media in general, everybody having virtually a level playing field. I mean, I don't even want to get into the way the algorithms curate versus, you know, them. Sure, sure, but, sure. but in general, people have a much more level playing field than they ever have before. Do you think awards are even necessary? Like, why not let the internet vote? Like, if, you're, if your work is fantastically good, just by the very nature of it being put out there on social media or on your website, it's going to bring people it's gonna you know like a magnet attract no, people asking no, for I, I don't think that's yeah. i don't think that's true and huh. it, it, not that you're wrong it's just that there's way there's too much tv man you can't watch all mm. the shows that are out there there's too many photographers okay so having some way to curate the masses of the photographers mm. in freaking afghanistan i don't know that why that's what i said but you know like yeah. wherever the photographers may be mm. it's like well, to, to loop this back to uh, to Tesla, I, I always find it fascinating that <laughs> that Tesla does absolutely zero marketing and and s- submits yeah, for absolutely nothing other than the merits of what they're doing via design or performance it's, it's, or whatever. And and it's so, not true though. What's that? Tesla. Do, I, I hear what you're saying that they don't pay for an advertising. You know, mm-hmm. but the 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 way that the world works is so different now that. Tesla doing their thing where they break the glass and they put it out on social media mm-hmm. is huge. That was the best marketing ploy of of our century, probably. <laughs> when they threw that ball bearing or whatever at the glass, it broke, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this truck sucks!" Mm-hmm. And they go watch Demo the field. video, and they're yeah. hitting it with hammers. You yeah. know, I'm like, "Oh, that's that's pretty awesome." And so, even though they don't pay for marketing, they they are geniuses at what they're doing there's no well and at the end of the day they make a fantastic fleet of cars their actual products are legitimately better in terms of performance okay whoa i probably shouldn't say yeah. we shouldn't start down yeah. because we're getting a lot of tesla haters <laughs> doing it because many many, well, many okay, people will disagree but, but, but if there were seventy thousand tesla makers yeah. that didn't you know what i mean like well, that's, that's, that's just a direct competitor okay so oh. Rivian are you familiar with Rivian Sam oh yeah the truck that uh, is all electric doesn't actually yeah. exist yet but has been announced yes <laughs> yes so I, I've been to their headquarters uh, I've seen the truck in person a couple times okay like and um, like I've my one of my, our friends is the executive career director at and he's driven it around Colorado and other places as well too so the, the not in mass production but trucks do exist mm-hmm. it is a much more traditional truck um, and there's Tesla with Elon Musk um, and then there is Rivian. I forget what the founder was in JD, maybe. Um, it doesn't matter really. But the reality mm-hmm. is, like Elon Musk is this persona. He's this, for lack of better terms, he's an influencer, mm-hmm. <laughs> and people know who he is, and he has all this notoriety around him. Um, and Tesla, I'm sorry, and Rivian has much less of that same that same asset. So like mm-hmm. they pay or via PayPal, Elon Musk has one of the currencies that he is trading in isn't money. It is in notoriety and influence. And Rivian doesn't have the same um, spending ability in terms of notoriety and influence. And so they can get press and whatnot, but they, they can't spend as much of that because they don't have as much capital. And so I think with that too, there is an element of bring it back to what we're talking about. Like there is got to be a hub of place where people go to first. For example, whether it's Rangefinder or another wedding magazine, like people have to be able to find it, to submit to it, to get to it, to be seen by it. Like there has to be a, I love the idea of like an open source, like Reddit style internet competition like everyone submits something and then may the best person win um mm. how funny because i actually don't know the answer to this I, it sounds like i'm like no it's got to be a magazine but we all know photographers that are very very popular who the internet has said this person's good because of their following or right. whatever it is mm-hmm. whose work is not great mm-hmm. whose work we don't we collectively don't agree is what should be the symbol of good wedding photography, mm-hmm. but they're doing very well. Right. You know, we know a handful of these people, and we also all probably know a handful of people who are doing things that we consider to be ingenious, who don't have a great following. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I feel like art has always gone through this sort of uh, this sort of ebb and flow of what's popular sometimes is what is remembered or you know and so having an some sort of agency that says hey look at this is for me is very powerful because of time that can say hey look at this for the photography's sake as opposed to 
let's say some random wedding blog that's like oh that's so pretty and it's oh my gosh and look how much money they spent it's like yeah that's cool but for photos like for the actual craft of imagery it's nice to have uh, some sort of like hub that says look this in this direction and I, I also get that the curator has too much power in this it's like who knows who who the curators are and honestly we were going to have Jacqueline from Rangefinder on in this episode I feel like so there, there would likely be far less Tesla talk if that's the case who knows person who hated the Cybertruck or something yeah, yeah, yeah so he hates the design of the yeah. so well, wait isn't isn't Instagram the what you're talking about Sam isn't Instagram like the online platform where people go and vote for who they think is the best of whatever it is? Uh, yeah, 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 but but I'm, 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 there's plenty that's flawed about that as an idea. Sure, sure, sure. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I but, know, I'm just but I'm yes. just curious. So like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and so and I think all of us would agree. Like, we all don't think that like Instagram is a great judge for <laughs> gauging what's I, I what it is can best. Can be, but it oftentimes okay. is not. That's 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 true. Yes. Do you think generally it's true or generally it's untrue, I guess? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. think it, I, mean, I think generally it's true. I think generally okay. I see stuff that gets incredible engagement that is is incredible work. And I see, yeah, in general, I see stuff that's crap that gets no engagement because it's crap <laughs> or it's boring. That's usually what I find. And maybe that's just my, my personal curation of who I follow or what their algorithms happen to be surfacing to me. But um, yeah, no, I do think it's generally true. Not, and okay. again, not to say that there aren't incredibly no, no, boring sure. photos getting huge engagement, but... Um, yeah. What what well, role do you think? Boring. Well, not boring. This, just like this, uh, not. But pushing no, no, no. Any, I'm any. saying this is what I'm saying is, and I've said this before: is that a, a picture of a cute puppy will get a thousand likes easy. Listen, I will like that photo. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. But <laughs> a, but a picture of you know let's say I don't know how many you know I'm just thinking of some random technique photo where the thing flipped over here and you know the mirror came in and there was a star shooting across and the bird was perfectly placed and you had you know you couldn't take the photo again if you tried it was like you know and every it's photographic genius maybe and it doesn't have the appeal of a puppy listen I understand the the two sides of this and why one is great and one is not or one is has mass appeal, mass and appeal one takes a little bit yeah. more understanding. Mm-hmm. But is mm, that that's where it, it hits me hard? Is this like, yeah, I mean, a puppy will always win, and a puppy will always make you know get you a lot of likes. As a, you know, or a pretty girl or a pretty boy will get you a lot of likes. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily great photography. It's right. just nice. That's that's what I come. I want to come back to for a second. Just say like, okay, at what point when we do release the the judgments or so to speak to. To the, to the masses, to the populist ideas, like, do we end up defaulting into um, more of the same? Like, everyone's inspired to create the exact same kinds of work because that's what people are generally approving, saying this has mass appeal, this is good. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we got into being, like, you know, having so many, like, adventure elements, Iceland, Instagram, oh, all these, like, all, these, yeah. <laughs> all the same shots that we expect and we see all the time of, like, beautiful white people for being candid, like, on as the f- feature of blogs, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think those things are saying like, oh, like people have generally decided like this is what we want to see. Therefore, this is what's going to get the most engagement, and that I think also sets the trend of saying, well, if I want to, like, if I want to get clients to book me, I should probably do a styled shoot with beautiful Scandinavian people in Iceland to really get as much appeal as possible because that is what the industry has decided, or that's what the whole has decided. Like, this is what mm-hmm. is good. How do we get away from like um, that <laughs> relying on? Yeah, how do we get away from relying on people to tell us what they want to see and just making what? It, people want to see versus making there is merit in that i'm not saying it's not i'm not i guess (sighs) no it's it's not that it's that those things can be beautiful images and be compelling images it's just that it's what's expected and everyone's doing the same thing i guess is a question i think that's like when you go to range range finder Mm -hmm. do we see more of the same or do we see something different and or when you go to anyone's portfolio are we all celebrating the exact same things are we finding ways to celebrate the things that stand out um, or are we not even or that's a, I guess is like do we not even care because the goal is not to stand out the goal is to assimilate into just being like let's just make yeah. beautiful photos it's, like, what's, it's I guess, so the, much I guess, the, my question is what's the output yeah what's the <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I'm just talking problem, a lot about, the wow. problem yeah. is that yeah. both of these things are true and both are good sure. and both will make you money and both will give you a successful business if done properly and so if you if you're Ford, you still sell more trucks than Tesla. You're still doing well. 
Well, to bring it back to Tesla, I love that you mentioned yeah. that again. You know, <laughs> Elon Musk, Musk did not always have this this um, this influence and presence. As recently as 2012 or 13, he was in a press conference at the press club that I barely even got out of my desk to go shoot because I was like, hey, "Who's this guy?" Like, the, the, yeah. you know, how did Tesla build that currency over time? Was it sure? You know, it, it's it, yes, they have it now, I suppose. But like, anyway, uh, that was just a point I wanted to make. Back I think it's interesting. Yeah. No, that's true. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how to answer that question in particular. Uh, the other thing that I think is, is really interesting about the wedding industry in general is that people are spending a ton of money to hire you once for one thing. I mean, you know, yeah, they might hire you for family photos later. They're hiring you to photograph one wedding once for them, and that's probably the most money they're going to spend for you. And I, I feel like there's a lot you can manipulate in that relationship that awards tend to sort of lean into in a way that um, I just, I, it doesn't, doesn't give me a good feeling. Yeah. It's not I, keep, keep on packing yeah, that. I like, I like what this is going. Keep on packing it. Oh, no, yeah. now my ADD is kicking in and I can't remember. <laughs> but but no. it's true. Like, you, you know, you have these clients, basically every client you have is, is completely um, new to the process and what's going on. They're looking to see what everybody else is representing as normal or representing as um is the best to make a, a decision. And, and for me, one of my big things over the course of my entire career was never relying on anything other than word of mouth and the quality of my work to, to propel and hopefully get uh, new clients. And of course, I've had down years where I didn't have as many word of mouth referrals because maybe I sucked for that year. I mean, hopefully not. But as a general sure. trend, maybe I didn't push myself as hard. And again, personally, I need the the outside sort of push to do better. And if I start scooping up and winning every award that you know is out there, I lose that sense of myself. I lose that drive to to be better because people are telling me I'm great. And and I feel like that that just breeds that year or two of, of downward trends overall. Well I, I just went through a whole okay. list of tangents there. But um <laughs> But it's true. Do you think yeah. that not everyone is as motivated as you are to continue to find success? That's a really good point. There are, I would say, many, many photographers that are perfectly happy. I mean, I know them personally. So many photographers that uh, have zero interest in terms of like what would be considered traditional success. They just and they don't go out of the way to do anything unique or, or special in their wedding photography, and they're perfectly fine with that. They want cookie cutter, straightforward. You're smiling at the camera. This is beautiful light. You look awesome done. And, and that's where they stop at the end of the day. And there's room for that as, as photographers. I don't know if you were referring to them in particular, that, that okay. genre of photography. Well, I, but, I guess like, yeah. from more for like yourself, like, do you have goals like, hey, every year I want to make more than I did last year? Or do you like, no, like if I make 120,000 bucks take home this year, I'm good. doesn't matter. I'll stop looking away. I feel good with that. Or do you like, yes, are, I, I stopped caring about growth for the sake of growth mm -hmm. a long time ago. Uh, because where does it end? And, and, I, and I know I'm not a good manager of people because I tried going that route with associates and such. And it's just not for me. So there has to be, yeah, a limit of, of where I want to stop. And I would say I'm always comfortable personally when I know I have, uh, when I'm leaving some money on the table, like where I'm getting more inquiries that want to work with me than I have dates available. Like that's a comfortable place for me. But at the end of the day, my measure of success is that I made it through another year and still, you know, am paying my mortgage. <laughs> like literally, that is it. I can pay my mortgage, I can yeah. pay my healthcare and survive. That is it. If I have some headroom and, you know, have left money on the table in other areas, in terms of like being a better businessman with print sales and all of that, that's fantastic. Like I, I like that feeling, but it's not necessary. My measure of success is that I'm, I'm still here and doing it, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. might sound very noble in a way, but yeah. is not how I view it. I feel it yeah. literally as like a, a, a like a survival mode always. <laughs> and, what, yeah. what do you think is like? I'm just curious. Like, what's what is next for you? What do you think is next for you? If like, because I mean, how, how old are you? Sam? Like, are you in your mid 30s? 34. Yeah. Okay. So like. I don't know how long you're going to be shooting weddings for, but do you see yourself doing this forever? Like, what no. happens when weddings, you feel right. like weddings are, like, yeah, I'm just curious. It's, it's like, a fascinating If success question. is like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, how do you translate this into what's whatever is not it, weddings? It's not something that I think, overthink about often because just given the nature of, like, where technology is now and the internet, okay, so, and... <laughs> I, I won't even, I hate plugging this because people always think it's a shameless plug. So I'm not even going to name it unless you guys feel you want to in the show notes or something. But there's a, an entire business that I run now teaching and educating photographers that literally I blinked into existence because the platform, like I discovered the platform through other podcasts that monetize their podcasts through this this service. And monetize their podcasts? They monetize the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what you guys do to monetize if you do ads or something. Nothing. I'm also not a huge believer in, in ad sustained 
the business models. I think that there are yeah. many, many problems in, in, with, with that. It can work, but for the vast majority of people, businesses, I don't think ad sustained stuff works. This service actually, people essentially make a pledge to support you a month, uh, and they can come and go, or they can support you every month. And based on the content and the quality of your work, they are going to come and go. And anyway, wait, is this Patreon? This is Patreon, yes. So I, you wait, wait, are you a founder of Patreon? No, I'm not a founder. I, I have oh, I was like, a Patreon. Oh, you sell stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hate talking yeah, yeah, okay. about it because people always okay. feel like That's I'm okay. plugging it to like go get signups for Patreon, and I would yeah, love to fine. be able to talk about Patreon without it sounding like I'm asking for money because I'm not. Uh, but this yeah. entire business. I was essentially able to blink into existence after only becoming aware of it for a few months. And that's super exciting because it's like, what else yeah. might exist in, in our world, you know, give it another four or five years or already does and we're just unaware of it. Mm. That's going to right. enable, um, you know, creators, creative people that there's nothing. And then now there's something because you made it happen. Um, it's what, exactly. What's so, your Patreon account? How do I find it? <laughs> 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 Patreon.com slash Sam Hurd. It's just my name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it has, it has been uh, you know, yeah. a battle just, just building that audience. And it has actually informed and reinforced a lot of what I feel about my decisions in the wedding industry because I have a real tangible financial pressure. Every first of the month, people are auto-billed again unless mm -hmm. they've canceled. And I see people unpledge. And I feel that pressure of like, I'm going to earn that person back. Like this, I'm going to freaking post like 12 things this month, like where normally maybe the month before I only posted four like videos or reviews or whatever technique write-ups, whatever it is. Like I love that, that motivation, like these incentives are aligned perfectly on that platform for me and the, the way that I approach things. And it's been sustainable so far. I mean, I've been there for three and a half years now and uh, it's grown every single month, you know, sometimes a little bit, but like overall I always earn more people back than what I lost because of that, like financial, pressure that that gets uh, demonstrated every every end and beginning of new month and I love that uh, so patreon for me has worked particularly well but who knows what else might exist you know I'm not right. trying to predict what I need to segue into in another 10 years because yeah by the time I'm in my mid 40s I I probably should have established an exit plan so uh, not to get too much into <laughs> finances saving as much money as you possibly can and being like financially um, you know uh, aware of the situation is is a huge huge thing that mm -hmm. yeah I'm sure a lot of photographers talk about in business workshops and such but um, yeah, yeah I've just always had a pretty good sensibility of like okay this is a yeah, after I think my third year of shooting about 40 or so weddings a year, basically full time, uh, yeah, I was saving as much money as I possibly could, just buffering that exit plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I'm, what would you, let's just bring it back to this, our, our awards and what we're talking here. There's a 24 year old photographer. They finished, this was their first full year full time or whatever that looks, you know, ballpark. What would you want to say to them? It's like you're trying to like, Pass on. You've been doing this for ten years. You've worked. You've shot celebrities. You shot for for the press club. You are running another business on the side. What would you want to tell them to say? Like, hey, this is. If I could pass on like a couple of nuggets of wisdom to you, here's what I would say. Whether it's about success or business or what, what would you want them to know? Because uh, that sounds like a lot of people. Hmm. Let me just like preface this before. Like, imagine this twenty four year old person like they're excited, they're ambitious, they want to know what, what's ahead of them, but in their mind, they don't really even know how to define success. They're just like, they're just going off whatever's around them. They're very impressionable. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so what would you want to say, hey, if, if you came to me to be to mentored, I would want you to take home these, whatever, one thing, two things, what, do you, what would you like want them to take away? Oh, uh, man, um, I, I should have... Is this about awards or... No, I mean, I guess like, this is just in general, because yeah. I, th I think, yeah. I think we're, what we're assuming in this fake situation, that this person is de facto going to say like, oh, I'm just going to keep doing this until I can get notoriety or recognition or get awards. What would you want them... In of putting their, their trust in the award process or whatever that is, what would you want them to say, hey, here's what you should be doing, here's what I want you to take away now so that you don't wind up being 29, not getting rangefinder rising stars, and then wonder what happens next in your life. Um, <laughs> yeah, or winning yeah. it and wondering like, mm. okay, I'm done. Like I, I came, conquered, and can leave. It's it's a it's a very <laughs> tough thing to answer because there's so many different tacks you can you can take with it. I mean, some for some people I would I would you know recommend you know a business strategy or a marketing strategy. For others, I would recommend uh, appealing to local photographers because there's so many people just starting out that literally can't get their first wedding on their own to begin with, mm -hmm. and that's an entirely different struggle. Uh, that that is tough. Um, my first, my the first thing instinctually that I sort of gravitated to was um, this conversation. Well, 
this group, honestly, it, it was this Flickr group. Were either of you in it? I don't know if you were. It's called SWPB. Oh, oh yeah. Was yeah. Uh, so yeah. this this group was, you know, just this random collection of, I don't know how many hundreds or maybe like, there were a couple yeah, thousand a photographers. But it just tended to be this, this fantastic group of people that supported each other, that uh, would, would listen in a way that, you know, if somebody had an issue that was contentious or whatever, like provided constructive feedback and it, and it wasn't all about just like the circle jerk of, of making everybody feel good all the time like there was legit uh, helpful feedback and criticism about people's decisions um, for better or for worse and and it was uh, like a place that everybody respected each other and the founders of the group never tried to like monetize or create a conference or like create this business out of it. It was just a place that we all existed. And sadly, it, it kind of died out as Flickr did naturally. Mm -hmm. It sort of shifted to Facebook and then, it, I don't know, there's still some active members, but latching on, if you can first of all find a community like that and, and really nurturing it and, and becoming involved is, is really key. Uh, I prefer to stay away from any local groups to my local like DC Baltimore market because mm -hmm. I, I active, not that I don't love and respect and, and support people that are shooting in my local market. I just don't want them to influence me in my marketing. <laughs> Again, another degree of like separation is like, well, yeah. if, if everybody else is suddenly offering photo booths because, you know, five photographers in my local market started doing it, like maybe I shouldn't offer photo booths <laughs> uh, because everybody else has that the space covered. Um, anyway, I'm getting on tangents again, but like finding a group that, that is, um, uh, nurturing and supportive of one another, uh, with some meaningful pushback uh, about ideas and and you know conversations like we're having now is very very important. And two, a, a person that was in that group uh, at a conference told me, and I can't remember the the quote for the life of me, but it's something to the effect of, um, you know, the like established successful photographers. Uh, didn't just get lucky. They they got the opportunity and knew what to do with it once once it was in front of them. So many photographers are given an opportunity, whether it be uh, like an actual portrait opportunity in the moment with a bride and groom, or a business opportunity. But it was presented to them, and they recognized this is this is an opportunity, and they knew what to do with it. They actually had the experience or the foresight to to see how it could benefit them later on, and didn't just let it pass them by. So many photographers, um, if you want to relate that back to shooting, uh, have just photography, you know, opportunities, amazing ideas, pass them by over and over and over. I see it all the time in workshops where I'm like, here's, here, here's a spot, take a photo. What do you see in it? And, and they don't see the opportunity or they believe that there's, you know, it's maybe a glass half empty perspective where the opportunity doesn't even exist to begin with. It's like, there's always opportunity. Um, the most important ones are, are, you know, you have the insight to see, uh, what you can do with it anyway. So that was a very yeah, long Honestly, time. I think I remember you put, putting up a portrait series years ago. Maybe it was the George Clooney portrait mm. or something in front of like a wall in a divider in an office, uh, <laughs> in an office. Yeah. And I think maybe you freelanced it or something. And, or something like that, or maybe you had a tilt shift. I can't remember. It's just I, I'm a fan of yours, though. So <laughs> <if> you <don't. laughs> well, I just remember. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. hearing that. I love that's fantastic that that kind of thing sticks out to you. The George Clooney portrait. I literally sought out to photograph him in the most backwards, opposite way that I possibly could. Right? He's a celebrity. He has always been photographed with really beautiful, likely really beautiful, um, flattering light. And uh, right. all I did was take what would normally be the main light and make it like. The the rear catch light and the main light for him was a, a snooted really harsh spotlight essentially with like a really soft backlight really harsh spotlight and a really weird composition that made no sense and it's like mm -hmm. i don't know why but that's that's different it has to be different yeah. than he's ever been photographed because everything is wrong with this portrait yeah. <laughs> other than that yeah. it's in focus and his expression is great because he's george clooney like of course it's yeah. a great expression but like i don't know um and with that so particular good. series i had a lot of instances trying to do that where the portrait completely failed with high profile people and just being comfortable in that space where you're willing to put yourself uh, in this risky spot where it's it's going to fail or it's going to be amazing is, is a really good place to be in terms of um uh, like a creative mindset. Like you want to be in that spot where you have nothing or you've got something. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sure some of yours have failed. Oh my uh, gosh. Tried tons, some things and, so much yeah. at the press club. Yeah. I had an incredible luxury of if it failed, it didn't matter because it was my, you know, I had been there shooting for a few years and it was my entire, uh, um, idea to like, Hey, do you guys mind if I start asking these people to take 
them for two minutes for a portrait. And they said, okay, sure, as long as you don't make a big production out of it, as long as it's yeah. not like anything awkward, uh, yeah. go for it. And I did. And so if it failed, which it did four or five times with some very high-profile people, I got nothing <laughs> nothing to show for it, zero. Yeah. Uh, you know, huh, that that, that was it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like you're pretty risk-tolerant of things like that. Like, you don't... Cause I think Because I, I think a lot of people... In that same situation, here's let me just like in my own journey. I think yeah. I remember my first wedding I ever shot in Iceland and thinking like, holy crap, this is my window, this is my chance, I can't mess this up because this is what this is still like 2012, 2013. It's like before it was kind of like head blown, fully blown. I'm like, this is my chance to really like make like some work that goes out there. So I think it's easy to feel safe or to lean on something safe when you don't want to screw squander an opportunity You're yeah. like I don't want to waste this opportunity so I'd rather play it safe yeah. and get something good versus like risk it and make something amazing possibly or get nothing out of it mm-hmm. and it sounds like you're more likely to say you know what like stop playing it safe go take risks I like, don't like don't yeah like if you're yeah. if everyone's doing photo booths or everyone's doing their you know has a particular like website perf- like um theme like scratch that and start from scratch like that's the kind of that's i think your motif across it's life. a constant battle though that like everything yeah. you do has to reinforce that perspective there have been many many times where for whatever reason uh i'm i don't push myself hard enough and i and i come away with nothing that i personally feel fulfilled by not that i did a bad job yeah. at the wedding but like i'm not excited to maybe show sure. off as much as i did you know the weekend before it's a constant sure, yeah. you, you have to think about everything you do not just as a photographer but in your life to like reinforce this uh Growth, <laughs> I yeah. think. Well, Gosh, um, I, got one I have question. one question. Okay, you you uh, question first because yeah, mine is uh, I I don't I'm trying to get people to sign up for your Patreon, <laughs> and uh, my question I need to know. There's this photo. It's the one thing that I've just I can't understand, bro. And oh. you could just help me with this. Sure. Hot, the split photo of night and day. <laughs> They're like holding hands. What Which in the one? world is going on? I've done it a few times, at least three or maybe four. Which do, wh- What is going on? Can you just tell me every little thing about this? So <laughs> wait, wait, I can, can, I, can, I, can I guess first? Sure. Can, I, can I guess? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm so before. bothersome. Okay, let me, me, I, this is just what I, my, how I imagine you would create that, is blocking off half the half the frame, shooting it as a double exposure. Whoa, whoa, bro. Just you... Exactly like that, <laughs> yep. And then cutting off half the, half the frame, shoot double exposure, and then doing that reverse later on at a different time of the day. Later on at a different so time like of the four, day? Yeah, okay, so um, the photo, it's a double exposure, and it is in camera, okay. uh, yeah. which... I've actually had to like rein in. I, I've gotten so many clients that think that like everything I do is, is photoshopped. I'm like, no, no, no. I explicitly have to say like this Me is in too. camera. Oh, I and hate that. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. Yeah, 24 millimeter at f. I, I was a very small aperture. I can't remember the exact settings. Probably f8 or smaller. Um, and because it's 24 millimeter, because the aperture is so small, when uh, it, even more than you can see in in my little. Apple camera demo here. <laughs> what I did was during the daytime, I put my camera on the ground, you know, somewhere where it wasn't going to be moved or messed with. Mm-hmm. I stood the bride and groom next to each other. The bride was in uh, the blacked out part. Uh, so she was there as just a frame of reference. I photographed the groom on, you know, his side. Imagine a black line and then blackness uh, completely on the bride's side. Left the camera, marked exactly where they were standing with some coins and my tripod because I wasn't using it. Um, I marked exactly where their feet were. You know, they were maybe 15, 20 feet from the camera. So there was some wiggle room for their placement. Um, But uh, I went and shot the reception for a few hours with my other camera. I mostly shoot single body aside from ceremonies. Everything else on the wedding day, I mostly shoot with one camera. Uh, brought them back out to where my camera was sitting. And this was in like a field that I didn't have to worry about anybody stealing it or, or you know, tripping sure, on it sure. or anything. Brought them back out. Did the inverse. I stood the groom right where he was just as a frame of reference to where the bride should be standing in her pose and all of that. Um, put, and I was actually using my passport because that has a really nice defined edge. You don't want to use something that's rounded or like in this example, my boxed water. It doesn't have a good defined edge. Um, anyway, so right up against the front of my lens, same, same aperture, flipped it on the other side. And when you layer that as an in-camera double exposure in additive mode, whatever's not black from one side comes through the black of the other. So Good that's boy. it. Yeah. Um, 
I had no. That's insane, bro. Listen, you get so my award. Oh my god, <laughs> Blacklight Award. I've been chasing, so Blacklight. I've been chasing that, <laughs> that photo ever can, since. Like that. That you can send us fifty fifty dollar Venmo after that. This that for the clicked award, in dude. my mind after listening to a podcast, <laughs> nothing uh, yeah. about somebody talking of, of uh, Stanley Kubrick, you know, the of course huh. the famous film director, doing this on a film camera. I don't I have no idea what film he did this on, but they they wanted. I don't think they characterized it as a double exposure, but they wanted two shots of this at the same time on their film cameras. So they mm. filmed an entire scene with the front of the camera halfway duct taped, gaffer taped up, mm. filmed it, then reloaded the exact same stock of film from the beginning, inversed that tape so that the on the front of yeah. the lens so that it was blacked out on the other side. Reloaded that same roll of film and and shot it again and on the same roll of film they got two different things happening. My my only insight was to do one at daytime, one at nighttime. But it was an right. idea that was iterated on from so wild. yet something it's else. So wild, yeah. No, uh, dude, thanks for explaining that. Uh, it's, it's really <laughs> it's really well done and uh, uh, yeah, dude. I want to I want to say that you should be a rising star, <laughs> uh, which you are. But <laughs> oh, I joke. I joke, but I'm I'm proud that you're part of the uh, <laughs> the, the, the collection. collection. <laughs> oh no, my my headphones turned off. Oh, oh. Anyway, how long are your podcasts generally? Or have we reached? I mean, forty five uh, minutes to an hour ish yeah, or whatever. Excellent. Like this is a probably ballpark around. Cool. How, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're not like fussed though. People don't, people can turn it off. They don't want to listen to it. We it's don't care. too bad we didn't get. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would have loved to talk with Jacqueline just about like yeah some real pushback just in terms of her insight into the process of what they do to maintain yeah. and, and, and integrity. And again, I I never did I purposely didn't call out anybody in particular. I hadn't even looked at the rangefinder uh, thirty winners or that it even had occurred. Apparently, there was another uh, award that had also been given out around the time that I made my controversial face, Facebook. Oh. <laughs> there was another award that a bunch of people had won that got really pissed off about it. And I was like, well, I wasn't calling out anybody in particular. It's just my, and I didn't say it in a particularly polite way, but um, <laughs> I need to be better yeah. about typing how I come across, I think, with my, my voice. Yeah, <laughs> and not, it's funny because t- talking to you, it's like, oh, you're, you're a great guy. You love the, <laughs> you love the industry. You yeah. love, you know, and so sometimes creating, people yeah. can take a, a bit of, yeah. of a thing and mm-hmm. make it more than it is, but for for any for Jacqueline for you for us we want to push the industry we want to we want the wedding industry to be profitable for the people that are in it for the brides for the grooms and so mm-hmm. that comes across clearly talking to you mm-hmm. you know i think sometimes people i think not maybe not yours but some of the posts that came out around that time the timing was was a little uh triggering yeah, yeah. just because it was like hey these people are like some people do like that's a big deal for them to win that. It was a big deal for me to win mm-hmm. the award when I won it. You know, I I literally cried, you know, both times when I didn't get it and when I got it. I, you know, I was like, yeah, I did it, you know, or whatever. And mm-hmm. maybe that's good or bad, but hearing some, you know, especially some other people in the industry who I really respect, you know, not um, not just being like, okay, well done, little people. You know, that, that would have been nice as opposed to some people, yeah, you know, just coming out and saying, whatever, I'm not going to get into it. But, Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's one of the things that probably made it even more, uh, more outlandish for you. People were responding to other photographers on your, in in a way, you know, like, you're like, I didn't say that. And they're just like, well, Facebook, it's like, I get now grouped into someone else's opinion that maybe has a shade of my, uh, sentiment in it, but they've said something that I actually completely agree with or do right. not agree with. Sorry, right, uh, right. like yeah, that, that's always the tricky part about totally. any online debate. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I mean I think it's it sounds like I mean from what I gathered in the post too that you were saying more or less was just like hey, here's my take. Like don't don't put all your eggs in this basket. Don't don't trust this to be the one thing that that. But I also feel like you're the kind of guy that I've has been posting stuff like that for years online. I was like hey. <laughs> Just don't do what everyone else is doing. Just do your own That's thing. That's like, true. Don't let other people... I've said the, uh, basically the exact same thing around the new year every year for right. years now. Usually it doesn't get yeah. that much attention, I suppose, right. like <laughs> the timing or the particular people that happen to participate in the in the back and forth on the comments thread, I guess, just drew in a certain audience that sure, wasn't sure. there before. Sure. I don't know. But um, I do try and be consistent <laughs> uh, and, and not, yeah. And, and again, I, I truly don't want it to come across as an attack on, like, 
I love recognizing good work. I follow and admire and try and actively promote really amazing photographers. Uh, you know, Fair Waristi is, is uh, everybody, well, hopefully, everybody knows who he is. And, and, and like, he deserves the recognition of like, he's a person that inspires me constantly, not just through his work, yeah, yeah, which is insane. amazing, but yeah. his personality. Yeah. And he's got a Patreon that I would push people to if he speaks Spanish. It's almost exclusively in Spanish, but he has a, a very well known uh, or growing Patreon that I'm trying to help promote as well. Like, Anyway, so we could we could just unpack. I think we, so could, we could we could we could sit here for an hour yeah. and hashes out yeah, in the bed. Yeah. But um, to do I will say, episode at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. honestly, we're we're gonna have uh, Jacqueline on hopefully next week, and so we've talked a lot about about your side of it, and she was gonna come on and talk about her side, like you know the history of rangefinder and what they do and their process and blah, you know all that stuff, mm-hmm. and so it'll be interesting. When to hear her, and if it works out, maybe we'll, you know, reach out and maybe have you on with her as well. Um, I'll check in with her and see what yeah. that looks like. But, cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. Th- it, thanks I, for joining in with us, Sam. Yeah, I appreciate it. Awesome, it's so great. This is like, like a good. This is good this is lovely. I was worried about. Yeah. Um, I've only ever, I think, done podcasts. Uh, yeah, with like one other person, and it's oh, it's really? uh, it's delightful to have like a third mind in the mix. <laughs> uh, I was yeah, actually a little nervous yeah. about having four. I was like, I don't know if I can balance like because literally I have <laughs> such bad ADD. There will be you know points made five minutes ago that have completely now I, f- I forget <laughs> evaporated. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm so bad at yeah. maintaining so many different yeah. la- layers to an argument or a conversation, but. No, it's all good, man. You, yeah, I, was, I thought it was super insightful, super informative. Cool, cool, man. Uh, yeah. uh, very dope. Uh, tell me, uh, where can people find you online on Instagram? Just uh, yeah, what's your Instagram is uh, my handle is I am the Sam, which somebody else told me recently. That sounds very full of myself. It's like, oh crap, really? <laughs> it's just because I am Sam is always taken. I'm like, I'm gonna add. Yeah. The. And if I say the yeah. Sam, I am. There's something weird with the. I don't know. Anyway. I am it's very Susie. Yeah, Susie. Um, and I am the Sam. That's probably Sam. Instagram, cool. Yeah, Sam yeah. Hurd yeah. is my name. H U R D, and uh, that's it. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks, guys. Dope. Cool. Thanks so Thanks, much, Sam. For Appreciate it, man. On, yeah. man. This is awesome. Fantastic. Have a good day. Yeah.